Speed Dave single promotion is for four days. Um, so it expires on uh, February the 12th, and you can literally buy anything. So if you just want a burger today, buy a Frosty, get a free Dave single. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I would do at Wendy's. Uh, go buy and frequent your uh, local Wendy's because they're, they're doing great stuff. All right, a lot, uh, lot of college football stuff as we wrap up uh, the last couple segments here. There's some, some interesting stuff that's come out today. Um, I, 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 will, I will throw it to you, Ben, because I think all these deserve a little bit of conversation. Uh, which of these has you the most fired up, animated, excited, or angry? Uh, Nick Saban, uh, hired by ESPN, definitely going to be on college game day. Kirk Herbstreit potentially telling recruits where to and not go to school. Or uh, Ward Manuel named the head of the college football playoff committee. Where's your head at with these? Oh, <sighs> I'm. Uh, I man, that, that's a tough question. Let Let's just start with just start with Saban. Okay. I what I I like this. I think this is great. I was talking to somebody this morning that I think Nick Saban's going to be awesome in this role. Um, and I I think, like, this could be Lee Corso's – every year could be Lee Corso's last year. Um, if you give me a set of Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard and Nick Saban and Pat McAfee, I'm okay with that. I think that would be great. I, I – yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and – I think we need to understand that you don't have to be a fan of Nick Saban to still think this is okay and good for the sport. I think, and and I say the sport because I do think college game day is more than just a show. It's not a show that I watch a ton of anymore. Um, You know, 10 years ago, it was a, it was a can't miss part of that's them. Part of that's just me. You know, there's other stuff that has my attention with that said though Nick Saban moves a needle and I am interested in his opinion on things uh, keeping in mind that it is just an opinion um you know same as now I don't really put these guys in the same category but like Jim Beheim, for instance last night on the Duke broadcast I am not a fan of Jim Beheim. never never have been never will be but I was uh, weirdly entertained by the guy last night calling Duke Notre Dame. I, I was, and you know, I, I was interested in how he sees the game in front of him. I think I'll be the same way with Saban. I um, we did not talk about this, folks. We did not. We did not rehearse this. Great minds think alike. I was going to bring up Bayheim as the perfect example of this. Really? Where? <laughs> Oh, yeah, where, like, you have a guy who, on the surface, you would go, okay, this guy is, I mean, less than friendly with media. He doesn't seem like a guy who can make fun of himself. He seems to take himself incredibly seriously and what he's doing incredibly seriously. There is no way on God's green earth that he is going to be able to engage people on television for hours at a time. And yet... I find myself weirdly captivated by Jim Beheim and his jacket. They they were uh, that was uh, hilarious. Uh, West Durham last night. They were they were talking about his jacket. Um, he he has a presence on like his dry humor 
And, I mean, you could tell he's still kind of new in terms of calling games. I think his ability to, like, get the rhythm of the game will improve over time. But he he has some neat insights that only a coach like Jim Beheim would give that are helpful. Nick Saban has been really good before. And I would say differently from Beheim, he's not new. Like, he sits up on set in the time – I mean, how many times did we watch the, uh, you know, at the national championship where – uh, David Polly said that Georgia is the new Alabama, and Nick Saban's like right there. You know, Nick Saban is able to hold his own as a sitting coach, breaking down other teams uh, without fully devoting his time and energy to that. I think Nick Saban's going to be great for College Game Day. Um, I'm I'm excited about this for some of the reasons that I've learned that I maybe should have been more excited about Jim Beheim. And I think you will, I think you will see a slightly better attitude from. Nick Saban than you normally get from him because you think about when you've seen him like in a national championship game on that set he's there because he's not playing in the game and you know that drives him crazy all that pressure is off now now he can just talk without you know really any blowback and doesn't have you know he's not bitter that he's not coaching in whatever game it is that he's talking about um you know and and like it or not, people listen when he talks. They do. And and it also it gives him a platform. We, we know how he feels about NIL and Transfer Portal and the marriage of those two things. I, I think it's a tremendous opportunity to use that platform at times to make statements about that. I mean, the, the NIL and many people have talked about this now the nil more and more seems to be a major reason why he decided to retire at the moment that he did you think he's gonna have something to say about that at some point oh i think so i mean if you're if you're wanting nick saban to be the college football commissioner here's what i would tell you there are a lot of folks that believe that the most prominent voice that could make change happen for college football or that could advocate for changing college football is Kirk Herbstreet because Herbstreet is reaching millions of people on a daily basis on, on Saturdays, and he appears to be like very passionate about the best interest of the game and, and sort of protecting the best interest of the game. I'm a huge fan of that in Saban's body. Because so many people have said, well, Nick Saban just needs to make these decisions. Well, there's not really a college football commissioner. So the next best thing uh, behind being a college football commissioner is certainly uh, if Nick Saban is, um, you know, advocating for positions or sounding off on positions as a contributor on the college game day set each and every week. That's just as good as being a commissioner, in my opinion, and it's as close to a commissioner as we are going to get in, uh, in college football right now. So, yes, I, like I said, I think this is good. I think his, his ability to see the game and know the game and his relationship with coaches and players and all that stuff, very good. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, I think his impact on the discourse will be even better than that. And that's not something you would necessarily get from Jim Beheim. Um, that's also, like you say, that's something that we might get a little more of from Saban now that he's not also having to deal with his own locker room. Because, listen, how many times I – mean, we we have been um, – you know, we have been critical of Nick Saban at times. I would say we've all been critical of Nick Saban at times on this station, on our show, et cetera. 
for basically saying what's good for the game and then doing the opposite. The reason Nick Saban does the opposite is because that's what he has to do to win. Uh, now you take away that sort of um, that that structure. You you take away that incentive to go and do something that's not in the best interest of the game. Um, now he can actually advocate for stuff without having to worry about how it impacts his ability to win or lose. That's good. I think this is all, on the whole, this is good for college football. I'm surprised that I felt that good about it. And I I wonder how people feel. I, I, I thought I would see some pushback on it, Ben. I'm surprised. I've not really seen a lot of pushback on this, on, on Saban or on College Game Day for bringing him in. I just, I think most people are sort of okay with this. I'm one of those people. I'm I'm okay with this. But, again, it's a situation, and keep this in mind when you want to love it or hate it, you have the option of not watching. And if it doesn't work out, he won't be on there long. I think it's going to work out. Would you agree that college game day has become more for the casuals? And maybe that's why we don't lo- – because I would agree. It used mm. to be – it I think used it's to be more for the. I, I think it's a generational. thing. I think it's more for the younger okay. generation. Actually, I, I okay, mean, a lot but, of their talent now is tailored to a younger audience than me and you. Well, me for sure. <laughs> Maybe not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul when it comes That's to my true. college you football are. coverage. You are. I I I would agree with that. I mean, I I I would say it used to be appointment viewing that you wanted to watch the show, you need to watch the show. I think two hours was not long enough when they did two hours, and now I think three hours is too long for it. Um, I was actually thinking about this some during the offseason because of, you know, just trying to think about the season and how I, like, how could, I don't know if you ever do this, I take inventory of, like, did I enjoy this season as much as I could have? Uh, Should I spend time differently? Should we talk about things differently on the show or Mm -hmm. whatever? Just, just ways to, like, ways that I personally can enjoy the season a little bit better. And one of the things I found was that I wasn't watching as much college game day. And the reality is that, like, there was a time where I would not have done things like get a shower during college game day. But there were segments that I felt like you could skip. Like, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. There were segments that were fun, uh, that were a little bit loosey-goosey, but at times it felt like the lack of preparedness was a little bit of a turnoff. I'll just be honest. Um, that the hosts really just weren't that prepared, and maybe that was the point. Um, it does seem like there's a younger demographic that they're trying to get. And, and maybe, I mean, I would call it casuals, but you're, you're definitely looking for different people than people who want to just do chalk talk for a couple hours. Right. Maybe Nick Saban helps with the demographic that you've left. Maybe that yeah. brings in some people on the other end of that spectrum, you know? It is also a show that's moved away from – x's and o's and more towards the entertainment side of the show and if you think about it isn't that what most of radio has moved towards i mean that it is more in many cases not in all in many cases it's entertainment disguised as sports uh i mean why do you think pat mcafee is as popular as he is he's entertaining he doesn't tell you a whole lot about sports but it is entertainment disguised as sports. And that not that might not be my thing, but that is a lot of people's thing right now. And I I, I think you have to be 
uh, aware that that's there. At the same time, there's still a demand and a want and desire by a lot of people for the more X's and O's to each his own. You know, it's not that there's a, a, a right or wrong answer there. I, let me tell you one thing that I do like about game day, and maybe it, it's it's just the nostalgia of it all to turn on and see a huge crowd at you know at at BYU or yes. Nebraska, you know, some place that you maybe have never seen, and it, it's almost like a marching band in a way. Like it's that kind of nostalgia where it's like, oh yeah, that's that brings me back to when I was a kid or, you know, 20 years ago. And it also reminds you that there's still a lot of passionate fans out there who love the sport. Personally, I like seeing it almost as much as I like listening to it. Yeah, I agree with that. And we've gotten, I mean, we this is our text line. This is kind of what you're talking about. Texter uh, for Nation Sports says, Pat McAfee field goal kick contest is quite the show. I will admit, some as somebody who deals with producers, um, that that segment gives me so much anxiety because I know that Reese Davis is being yelled at in his ear. Like, you have to make them wrap this up. They can't take four kicks. Um, it gives me great anxiety of just I, – I know what that sounds like in somebody's ear and people who are just getting cussed out like crazy. Um, but it is entertaining and it is fun. The other one says, I stopped watching game after they fired David Pollock and hired degenerate clown Pat McAfee. So that those are the two ends of the spectrum there, and that's that's what makes McAfee actually interesting is that he's a little bit polarizing, and whether you uh, whether you like him or you don't, uh, he's going to do something that gets your attention, and um, we'll see what it means for the show. I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited about the saving edition. All right, uh, we'll take a break in our final segment. We got lots more uh, to hit on the college football front after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory trained technicians, OEM parts, and top of the line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three year, 36,000 mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Tired of cutting your neighbor's grass or passing by distressed properties in your neighborhood? Well, wish no more. At Samuel Property Group, we specialize in transforming these overgrown, rundown properties and offer cash for them in as little as 10 days without the MLS. We buy properties every day, no matter the condition. So if you're ready to turn an eyesore into a neighborhood gym, 
visit samuelpropertygroup.com and fill out our contact form and we'll handle the rest. That's samuelpropertygroup.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Hi everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Clemson softball starts today, and it's going to be starting in Clearwater, Florida, where John Rittman has taken his ball club, and they will start the season in the leadoff classic. They'll start the season tonight at 7 o'clock against Missouri State. Friday, they'll take on Indiana also at 7 o'clock. Saturday, they will play, two a noon game against Liberty and then a 7 p.m. game against 15th-ranked Oregon. That ball game will be on the Major League Baseball Network. They'll wrap up the tournament on Sunday at 10 a.m. in the morning as they'll take on Missouri. Now, Clemson softball will go into this tournament ranked as high as number five in the country. Also, they are ranked seven in another poll, so a top-ten consensus team for Clemson softball going into the year. Don't forget that women's basketball is also in action tonight as they are on the road. They are in Miami as Amanda Butler's ball club has won three games in a row and will be taking on a tough Miami club. That will be at 7 o'clock this evening. Men's basketball, of course, will be on the road this weekend. They'll be at Syracuse Saturday for a 12 noon tip-off against the Orange. As always, go Tigers! The Roar, knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more, and this becomes figure skating. We are The Roar. Final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us here on the Roar. Uh, we've got uh, we've got interesting stuff again coming up tonight. Clemson women's basketball, Clemson softball, both uh, both on the air. Softball starting their season. Women's basketball looking to win their fourth straight game, 
and their second straight on the road as they take on the Miami Hurricanes here in Coral Gables tonight. Um, tomorrow's show, we're going to talk a lot of basketball. We're going to talk a lot of college football, too. I've got some notes on Clemson recruiting that we haven't uh, we haven't gotten to today. And um, Clemson also put out their game day designations, and I'm curious if people have thoughts on that. Uh, we'll get to those when we have more time to do it tomorrow. Um, right now, a couple other a couple other things in college football here as we um, as we wrap up the show. Texture says this from the 803. In my opinion, game day has gotten away from spending a majority of the time talking about the game to be played at the host site. I think that was interesting. May and I, I've been I've been trying to search for what has been different about college game day, and that might be it. That I feel like there. It's a three-hour show where I feel like I don't really spend – I don't learn a lot about the games I'm going to watch later that day. It's a lot of storylines, a lot of big-picture stuff, a lot of playoff talk and playoff feel, especially when we get into October. Um, and I, But I just – I don't – I feel like I should be smarter about the games that I'm going to watch when I watch that three-hour show than I am when I leave. Honestly, maybe that's because we're doing a good job on our show. Maybe we're uh, maybe we're enlightening people in a way that uh, in a way that I used to be enlightened by college gaming. I don't know. I don't know what it says, but I agree that it, it feels like there used to be more time focused on the actual games, and now there's not uh, there's not quite as much. Um, ben, your thoughts? Do you, do you feel that way? I mean, is, is that just me, or or are you kind of are you along those same lines too? I mean, believe me when I say I haven't watched enough of it in the last couple of years to really even have an opinion on that. I, I mean, when I say I haven't watched it, I truly – a lot of times I haven't watched it because I'm working in that period right. of time. That's um, right. Like, I, I truly haven't paid that much attention to the actual content. Well, and, I mean, for home games, I mean, a, a lot of the home games are noon – so if you're if you got a noon home game, nobody's watching it, right? I mean, none of us, because uh, there's there's stuff to do, man. Um, all right, uh, six five four roars the number. You want to join us in our in our final segment? Speaking of the uh, speaking of the the uh, college game day crew, uh, Kirk Herb Street is in a little bit of hot water right now, and this this always hurts my heart to talk about this because I like Kirk Herb Street quite a bit. And I think he's a good actor. I think he has really good intentions for college football. I think the way he was has been demagogued, and the way he has been treated by Florida State fans is really unfortunate um, because of some stuff that he said. I think some of it he brought on himself. Some of it, I mean, like he's got to do his job and say what he thinks. Um, there is a video that is going around of Dominic Rayola, who is the father of Dylan Rayola. Um, who is obviously was committed to Georgia as a five-star quarterback and then flipped to Nebraska. And there is a 40-second clip. We, um, I don't know, we, we have that clip. Um, I'm not sure if I want to play it because after this clip aired, a very different rendition of this conversation came out from Kirk Herbstreet. Um, and basically you had... Rayola saying, uh, you know, uh, Kirk Herbstreit essentially told them, uh, you should you should flip from Georgia to Nebraska. And that's what came out in an interview with Adam Gorney from Rivals. Well, then Andy Staples from On3 came out with Kirk Herbstreit's side where basically he said that they were having a father-to-father -father conversation. 
and they were talking about raising sons, an opportunity to to advise your son to do uh, certain things with his life. And um, Herb Street was like, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to, like, help turn around a program. But that's far from saying, yeah, you should flip. And so you've just got these dueling narratives right here. Um, it, it seemed like a pretty controversial thing when it came out earlier today and then, or I guess maybe last night, and then, um, you know, the... The, the Staples part of this came out earlier today. Ben, any thoughts on that? I, it, it did not, I'll say it did not look good for Herb Street when the Rayola video came out because I, I was kind of like, ooh, I, you know, this, this probably is, 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 uh, is not going to be a good thing for him. It, it feels like a lot of people are believing and kind of siding with Dylan on this. I, and I think that's partly because you heard his side of the story first and partly because, as you said, uh, Herb Street's been a bit of a lightning rod since November. Uh, you know, when it all started with the Florida State stuff, and, and he's continued that argument, uh, you know, even as, as, as late as a couple of days ago on Twitter. Um, at the same time, it's the same conversation that's painted in two completely different lights here. You know, Dylan Riola makes it sound like Herb Street called him up and actively recruited for Nebraska. Herb Street, who has been friends and has a relationship with Riola's father, Dom, tells a different story. And there's nothing wrong. You know, like you said, Herb Street says this was more of a father to father kind of thing. Uh, you know, he's had a couple sons that's gone through the process and. And, and he's talked. He talked to his dad about the pros and cons of this move. I, I just, but I, it feels like people have already made up their mind because they just have decided to hate Herb Street right now. Now, you know, at, at the same time, Herb Street might not. I mean, maybe he's not telling the truth about this. Um, if he is or isn't, look, look. If he is, it's a bad look in his position. Even though he hasn't done anything wrong. He shouldn't have done it. It, it. I mean, that's that's bad judgment at 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 the very least, right? Um, mm -hmm. But if he if he's just having a conversation with somebody that he knows, and that conversation it sounds like was initiated by Dylan's father, then I think he's got every right to do that. It just doesn't sound to me, and it's, it doesn't seem likely that a guy who's been on the air since 1996 has de decided to all of a sudden actively recruit for Matt Rule in Nebraska. That just doesn't feel likely to me. And a former Ohio State quarterback who's just trying to overtly help a competitor of Ohio State. Like if Nebraska gets right, Curb Street said uh, many times before, that he thinks Nebraska being good is like healthy for college football because it's a traditional brand and a traditional power and and things like that. Here, I, something you said it it just na it just nails it. You said it doesn't make sense that he would just do this, right? Like Georgia fans are mad, but let's think about it for just a second. Why why would he have done this? Why would he have picked sides for, for no reason? Uh, between Georgia 
and Nebraska, a team that is a traditional power that you're probably going to be talking about winning national championships, and Nebraska, a team that you're probably not going to be talking about winning national championships. Why would he have taken this side? I'm going to go a step further. There are lots of folks who think that college game day and Kirk Herbstreit specifically, college game day generally, is anti-Florida State. Why would college game day be anti-Florida State? Florida State's a big brand. They need Florida State to be engaged. Why would they have chosen to go to war with Florida State generally as opposed to stating opinions that I disagree with, by the way. I want to make that clear. As do I. About Florida State this season. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different to just have an opinion that people disagree with and then to say, well, they are overtly against this or they are working overtly against this. And I don't understand why people think that college game day and ESPN property is overtly engaged in sabotage of Florida State and Georgia right now. Ben, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. I don't understand why folks would think that. Because logically, it doesn't make any sense. There is no reason why College Game Day would just pick a fight for Florida with Florida State for the sake of picking a fight. Now, as as we've talked about many times. I fully believe, and Ben, you fully believe that the results of games should matter. That Florida State should have gotten a, should have gotten on the dance floor. That is fine. Lots of folks believe that Alabama should have gotten in because of the injuries and all that stuff. That is fine. That is called a difference of opinion. What we weren't doing there is actively sabotaging Alabama right. or working against Alabama because we felt that way. And I don't understand why the college game day personalities doing the opposite of what we were saying is somehow nefarious and wrong and part of a conspiracy against you. As opposed to them just stating an opinion, and, I just don't yeah, understand. And that. I don't. I, I'm. I'm just not going to villainize a guy because I have a difference of opinion. You know, on Raula going to Nebraska, and you know, and a texture points out the 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 obvious here. His father went to Nebraska. His uncle coaches at Nebraska. But Dylan somehow insinuates, and maybe that maybe maybe he's not insinuating. I'm just reading it reading it that way that it took Herb Street to actively recruit him in order for him to change his mind. Like, didn't he have enough enough reason to want to change? Not to mention that he's going to have to sit at second string on the depth chart again this coming season at Georgia if he would have stayed. So, I mean, doesn't it make sense logically, even without Kirk Herbst, without Kirk Herbstreit, that he move anyway? I, I just – I don't know. I, I think the framing of this is – is a little bit reckless, honestly. Agreed. I don't think it's good. I mean, I know that I know that it it uh, you, you like to blame people for your problems. It's not our fault as somebody else's and all this stuff. And so maybe maybe Herb Street becomes a lightning rod that way. I just I I think Kirk Herb Street cares a lot about college football. I don't think Kirk Herb Street is anti Florida State or anti Georgia like the way it's going to be framed. Um, regardless of what these conversations and what this says. You know, and Texture says, well, it's because he's an Ohio plant and he doesn't want Georgia to be better than Ohio State. That's why he did it. I- except that we don't have any record of him ever negatively recruiting against Alabama or Michigan or Georgia until this, if you want to believe it, or Clemson or, or any other school. Uh, I mean, he was an Ohio State quarterback and he speaks kindly of Michigan. I, I just, I don't know. I, I refuse to believe that the guy's willing to to jeopardize a career that's lasted this long over one stinking player 
from one school. Uh, that that just doesn't seem logical to me. Finally, we got about 90 seconds left here. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, um, I'm sure Ohio State fans are going to have fun with this today. Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, and the guy who's overseeing the most corrupt uh, college football program in America is the guy who gets to face the media and is in charge of the college football committee. Um, if you want to encapsulate the way folks feel about the college football playoff committee, that might be the encapsulation right there. Uh, yeah, it, it, let's take somebody that we kind of know is part of a dirty program and put him with a really important committee that everybody assumes is dirty. And maybe. Yeah. That that's that's brilliant. <laughs> uh this I was thinking about this like remember Gary Barda from Iowa was one of the uh was one of the guys and like that nepotism thing at Iowa was like that was really borderline unethical for a while and yet he's up there just being the face of the college football administration. He's up there every week talking about uh talking about whatever. Um, God bless Boo Corrigan, um, whose NC State athletic department is not embroiled in scandal right now, nor are there active FBI investigations going on in there. But apparently, uh, that's okay. Uh, you can speak for college football if there are. Um, that's going to do it for us. Uh, really appreciate the feedback today. We got a lot of thoughts on barbecue today. Uh, that's what I'm going to take away from our show, <laughs> for better or worse. Might have uh, been God the best part. God bless. What's up, man? WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers, and give your loved ones what they really want an insanely clean home with the pros at zero res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention to me, Mickey and the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, Come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. My friend and I.